What up, world? It's your past first point guard and trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Go wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making this show your first listen. Coming at you Monday through Friday, each and every weekday. So make it a part of your daily routine. Tell your friends to do the same and make it your first listen. It's Locked On Blazers. Your team every day. In today's show, we're going to preview the Lakers game, a rematch after the Blazers lost Sunday in L.A., but this time with in-season tournament implications. Talk about Matisse Thibel raining three-pointers, raining them down from deep for Tease, and then we'll play our latest edition of You'd Love to See It, talking Jabari Walker and things that you would love to see. The way this podcast works is that Friday's game against the Lakers is um, just one of two that will happen before you hear my voice again. The dulcet tones of Mike Richmond talking hoops. Yeah, this dork. Um, Lakers on Friday, Oklahoma City on Sunday. So the next time we speak, well, I speak to you. That's how this relationship works. I talk, you listen, and I really appreciate you listening. I honestly do. Uh, the Blazers will play two games. But... I am a little leery to preview two games. Um, one, like, it's, a lot can happen, uh, and there's games in between for 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 the Thunder. But um, in in addition, it's it, it's the injury report is such that for the Blazers that talking about who's gonna be there uh, is gonna be important. So we're gonna focus on the Laker game in this first segment. Uh, it's a rematch. It's a rematch. Blazers, like I said, lost on lost on Sunday, and now you get that in season tournament special. You're gonna get the funky court. That's how you know this one is meaningful. And that game on Sunday, Blazers, you know, played them tough through with the first two quarters. Looks like they were gonna have that game slip away in the third. Opened the fourth on a real nice surge, and then Anthony Davis came back on and helped the helped the Lakers win close. They win by six, but it wasn't like truly truly threatening. Although the Blazers were certainly in it, had their opportunities in the final five minutes, uh, just just couldn't close, couldn't get couldn't get enough stops and enough buckets when they needed them. Um, it's kind of been the theme of their season is that they've played good enough to be in games but have not won. Uh, but you get you know Friday's game with implications for the in season tournament. It is going to be the way the in season tournament works is there's six groups um, of, of five teams. The winners of those groups will advance to the quarters, and then the two other best teams, one from the west, one from the east, will advance. Uh, you're not going to make the quarterfinals with two losses. It's just not just not how the math works. The Blazers are one and one. They got a they got a win against Memphis. They got a loss Tuesday against the Utah Jazz. If they're if they're if they're have aspirations of bringing a championship to Rip City this season, they got to win against the Lakers. I don't think uh, you, dear Blazer fan, need much incentive to uh, to root for the Fighting Pinwheels uh, to beat their hated uh, rivals from the South. Like I, I don't. I'm not trying to hype hype up a Laker game. <laughs> like you got to root for them. You got to be invested because the in season tournament. But you know, um, I think. The in-season tournament, like, you know, it's fun if your team wins, and if your team wins and you get, there's a little, like, carrot at the end of the stick, which is that Ryan Rupert gets half a million dollars, um, it's, root for it, root for it, it'll be fun. Um, it, it's, it's certainly something to, it's certainly one little thing to be interested in, plus you get the funky court, um, I don't like the court. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like the court, it's too red, the blade is just too red. Um, you know, I've watched, I don't think I've watched even close to every team, but I've watched 
more than a handful of of games live on my television on these courts. And I don't even think the Blazers have one of the worst courts in the league. Certainly worse ones. I saw what the Pelicans were doing. I didn't really care for the Jazz look uh, with all that all that purple. Um, Phoenix was 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 pretty rough. I think Houston's was also very bad. But the Blazers, um, I don't like it. It's too much red. Too much red. But funky court aside, they were they will they will wear their fun jerseys and they'll play the they'll play the Lakers um, in you know this more importantly than the funky court in the jerseys potentially could be LeBron James last game in Portland who knows what's gonna what's gonna happen with LeBron um he's still very good he's also factually the oldest player in the league um and I think those two forces will uh, at some point collide uh, you know maybe he'll always be good uh, and he'll just at some point walk away but we'll see this is the only this is the only visit the Lakers have uh to to the the Moda Center this year and so it could potentially be LeBron's last game, except that he's listed as questionable with a left calf contusion. You know, he played, he did not play against the Blazers uh, on on Sunday. Uh, then the then the Lakers poured it on against Memphis. Then they then they lost to the Kings, and um, now Friday you get after after two games in the middle of the week, LeBron. Played in both those games. Now he's back questionable. We'll see if he plays. Um, you know, some of this is he's probably on the injury report because you can't rest guys. You can't have like a DNP CD um, or you can't have like a DNP rest rather. Um, I guess you could have a, you can't have a DNP CD either if you're LeBron because you're a star, but you have to play. Uh, so it's, he's probably on the injury report just, just in case, just in case, right? Because you have to, he has to, he needs to have an injury designation in order to sit out if they choose to sit him out um, because of the, because of the rest rules. We'll see. Um, selfishly, I hope he plays. I want to watch him. If this is the last time he ever visits Portland. I want to watch, I want to watch the best player I have ever seen live play basketball. Uh, into the, for, for the Blazers, nothing new on the injury report. Still no Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, Sean Hyken, the Rose Garden report, um, reported that, uh, that uh, Malcolm Brogdon is day-to-day. We're all day-to-day. Every every last one of us is day-to-day. Uh, Scoot Anderson, still nothing. He's, you know, he's out. Every time he's out till December. Uh, Ryan Rupert is going to play in the G, uh, the, the Blazers' uh, Rip City Remix, their, their G League affiliate. They play their home opener Friday and Saturday, back-to-back the first two games, inaugural games at the Child Center. Uh, Ryan Rupert is going to play in those games. Sounds like at least he's going to play in Friday's game for sure. And so why wouldn't he play in both? Um, so he won't be available. But Justin Manaya, the team, initially said he'd be with the G League team. But then they realized that they need enough healthy bodies to play. So Manaya will be with the big club. Um, what you need to know about the Lakers, you know, you just saw them on Sunday, but they're kind of mediocre. Maybe even worse than that, quietly. Um, they're 6-6. Six and six. They're 20th in offense, 20th in defense, according to Cleaning the Glass. So yeah, bottom 10 on both sides of the ball. They're pretty good in the half court, like in terms of points per shot. So they can't shoot from three, but um, the, the real problem, why they struggle is they don't get offensive rebounds. just a bad offensive rebounding team. Um, they're the best rim finishing team in the league. Like they make layups, they get dunks, LeBron, AD, they get in there and do their thing. They shoot okay from above the above the break. They're like an average shooting team from those, you know, t- top of the key type threes, but they're the worst corner three-point shooting team in the league and all that said they're 23rd overall in three-point shooting and that's after having a wildly hot shooting night against the Grizzlies earlier this week they were last in the league right there with the Blazers before that um they they struggle on offense a little bit uh in the like if LeBron plays it's a totally different game and the Blazers the Blazers will have you know the Blazers are going to be dogs in this game regardless but uh underdogs in this game regardless but uh 
if LeBron plays, it's just it changes the calculation so much because he's an all timer and he's still very good. But in the first meeting, it was just AD. It was AD. Uh, Anthony Davis played 41 minutes in that game. He sat for seven total minutes in the game. Seven total minutes. And in the seven minutes that he was on the bench, the Blazers outscored the Lakers by 23. If it's no LeBron, this game's winnable. The, the, like, the, the, the Lakers are just so mediocre and their offenses, um, their defense isn't as smothering as it's been and their offense is just, just not that good right now. Um, it's If LeBron doesn't play, this game is, is imminently winnable even with even with the Blazers' um, current situation vis-a-vis health and youth. Um, yeah, I, I, like, like I said, I want LeBron to play. I want to see him. I'm all, I'll be there, and I selfishly want to watch him play basketball. Um, yeah, and I hope the, the Blazers win so they win a freaking uh, championship, right? Bring a title home! Um, would they have a parade if they win the NBA Cup? No, but we would joke about it here on the podcast, um, and it would be fun. It would be fun if they beat—the It would be f- the most fun outcome of this game is LeBron plays and plays pretty well, and then he gets sunned by, like, Skylar Mays and Matisse Thibel, and Shane Sharp has 36, like a career night, and, and, and the Blazers, you know, walk away. And the, the, the arenas will be—like, if, you if you've been to a, uh, a Laker game over the past 15 years, it's packed— packed with Laker fans. It's like, you know, 35 plus percent full with Laker fans. All those people wearing their lower Marion high school jerseys are sad and they leave with four minutes left because you're getting punked. Like that's the most fun scenario. Um, Like I said, though, if if LeBron is not available, imminently winnable game because the Lakers are, as, as the kids say, mid. Okay. Second segment, Matisse Thibel can shoot it. He can shoot it. I want to talk about Matisse Thibel's shooting and a streak that he has a chance to match that he has never matched except for one other time in his NBA career. Never done it outside the city of Portland. Let's talk about the hot shooting Matisse who's really providing a boost off the bench of late for the Blazers. But before we do that, let's talk about BetterHelp. Today's show, this episode, is brought to you by better help. Uh, if you're thinking about therapy, give better help a try. I, I think therapy can be super, super beneficial. If you have an acute traumatic event, uh, if something happens to you, that is just that rocks your world in whatever way that w- might be. And you need to talk to someone. Therapy can be invaluable in helping you kind of cope and, and figure things out, but it can also just be routine maintenance for the challenges of being a human in everyday life, it can help you yeah, develop the tools to be the best version of yourself, whether that's learning coping skills with just the daily stresses and anxiety of existing in the world, or how to set boundaries in your personal or professional life. Um, therapy can be the thing that empowers you to find the best version of yourself, or at least helps you develop the tools to go out and search for that best version of yourself. So like I said, if you're thinking about starting therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. So all you're going to do is fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime, no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMBA to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, 
H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on NBA. Today's show is also brought to you by Game Time. And if you're listening to this and have been maybe debating whether you're going to go to the Laker game, great, great news for you. Right now, as I'm recording this on Thursday evening, I got deals to get you in the gym. Uh, if you want to sit upstairs, you can sit upstairs on gametime.co right now as I pull this up. 61 bucks, 64 bucks in the 300 level, a couple $59 options, 56 bucks in section 328. Or listen, Laker games are expensive. It's the most expensive ticket all season long until um, until Damian Lowe joined the Bucks and the Blazers said, yeah, you're going to have to pay for that one. So I would check game time when the Bucks come in town too. But you could sit downstairs in section 117 that's behind the basket uh, on the basket closest to the Lakers bench. Uh, 150 bucks for a ticket downstairs. GameTime.co. It's the place for last-minute tickets. You can also check them out on the GameTime app. Uh, I like it because what you see is what you get. So that $150 to sit in 1617 downstairs, there's no hidden fees. That's what it's going to cost you. There's there's no convenience charge. $150. Click through, couple taps, you've got yourself tickets. So download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. And it's going to be less than $150. Looking like $130 if you download the GameTime app. Again, terms apply. Create that account. Use the redemption code LOCKEDONNBA. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A. And you'll get $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right. Matisse Thibel can shoot it, y'all. He can shoot it. I didn't think that was true. <laughs> Last year in 22 games for the Portland Trailblazers, Matisse Thibel shot 38.8% from three. And I came on here in this podcast and said, shooting above average from three. But I don't know if it's real. Mostly because the nerds have convinced me. Shout out to my man, Kevin Pelton. He's not the only one, but hes I think he's going to be in the gym tomorrow too. I know he selfishly wants to see LeBron James as well. Uh, but but it, it takes a while to sort of stabilize with shooting. It's a bunch of shots. The number is like north of 700. Shout out to Ben Falk. I think he might have actually been the one who wrote that. So when Matisse was taking, you know, 43s and making a bunch of them, it's like, yeah. Great, he's shooting really well. And then he comes into the season and he's still shooting them about four a night. And he's making them even better than he did last season when he shot a career best. Even better. Even better than last season than when he shot a career best. 41.9% from three. 18 of 43 on the season. And 81% of his shots are three-pointers. He's not going inside the arc. He's taking 10, 10 twos all year long. 10 twos in 11 games. He's making them, though. He's getting getting layups and dunks, and he's making them. But he's not taking threes in the half court. Like, he doesn't generate or taking twos in the half court. He's floating around that three-point line. And he's mostly floating around the wings in the corner. If you look at his shot chart, he's not really taking above, like, top of the key threes. He's a true spacer and a play finisher. And uh, the key for 
the key for Matisse was always going to be shooting, right? He, he said it himself at media day. The thing that's going to allow him to be a real positive contributor is his shooting. He lost his starting spot because the physicality and length of Tumani Kamara was more valuable for the Blazers than the sort of creative defensive playmaking, get in the passing lane, make steals, a funky defensive impact of Matisse Thibel. But Matisse didn't let it wear him down. He's been good off the bench. In fact, the first game against Memphis, Tumani Kamara starts the second half. Matisse Thibel said in the locker room afterwards that he wasn't feeling well. He's sick. Something was going around the whole team. And, uh, Chauncey just decided not to start him because he was didn't want to overload him. And when he said that to me, I knew it was BS. <laughs> a couple games later, he loses his starting spot. But he, he, it wasn't it wasn't the thing that that Matisse Thibel never got down on himself. Instead, he started playing the best version of himself. He's been really good lately. Four of eight from three against the Lakers. Two of five from three against the Jazz. Three of four of three against the Cavs. Only one other time in his career. This is this is season five. Only one other time in his career has he had multiple threes in four consecutive games. He just he just it's never been part of it. It's like he's you know he's had moments where he shot the ball well. Um, you know, and he was er, his second season in the, in the league. He was he was flirting with league average from three, but he's 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 in a blazer uniform. They've gone in. The only other time he's had four consecutive games with multiple three pointers: February twenty sixth to March third of twenty twenty three. That was his fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh game in a blazer uniform. They told him to shoot it, and he started making them. <laughs> I don't think that Matisse Thibel is going to morph into this highly impactful offensive player. In fact, his offensive game still, to me, leaves a lot to be desired because he's not a great passer. He's not a great ball handler. He turns the ball over a little bit for, uh, for someone with um, who's not like a super high usage guy. But the shooting is the thing that the Blazers desperately need. And if he keeps this up, it's going to change eventually the way he gets guarded. Right now, he still shoots a ton of open three-pointers. Teams sag off of him. They don't guard him. They don't respect him. They, they just like your boy here with the microphone, are haters. They're haters. They don't trust he's. But when you shoot 42% from three and you take four a game, you become dangerous. And eventually the geometry changes. What I want Tease to keep doing is keep shooting the ball. Don't don't let the demotion to the bench didn't break him. His minutes barely changed. He's playing a little bit more of some of the games. He's playing well. He's playing well. He's been impactful. But do what you do. Find spots in the corner. They're going to leave you, especially when you're on the weak side. They're going to come all the way in, clog the paint, and dare you to shoot it. And all you got to do is keep doing what you do. Matisse Thibel is the 3 and D wing the Blazers have been waiting for. The rest of the NBA doesn't know it yet. And before they find out, Matisse Thibel should just keep shooting because, because the next step for him is crazy volume, right? It's to shoot like nine a game. 
But the first thing he's got to do is continue to make them. And on Friday against the Lakers, he can tie his career high with most consecutive games with multiple made threes. Never did it in Philly. Has a chance to do it twice in two partial seasons in Portland. Keep shooting him. The 3 and D promise is there. He's been very efficient from the court, from the floor because he only takes three-pointers and he only gets open ones. Cash them in. Make them pay. And eventually, they'll have to start guarding you. And when they have to start guarding you, it will change the way the Blazers' very clunky offense looks because you'll have folks respecting shooters. Matisse is going to be the thing that unlocks it. It could take months. <laughs> we might be talking about this in March. But I think the way you do the way you do it is you punish them until they find out. And then once you find out, you punish them the other way. Okay. To close the show, I want to talk about, our, or I want to revisit or visit, I guess, our latest stupid segment, which is, you'd love to see it, where I talk about something in the upcoming game that you would love to see. And in, today, in today's episode, it's Jabari Walker. I got something you'd love to see Jabari do. So we'll talk about to close the show. The Blazers stand out second year forward, putting it together as we enter game number 12 of the season. First, let's talk prize picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. I play prize picks. I play basketball because we're in the we're into basketball season now. Officially, as we get a month into this thing, it's, it's the NBA season. We're getting college basketball heating up as well. But if you don't want to play basketball, they got NHL games you can pick uh, or NHL action you can get in on, NFL action you can get in on. How it works is you pick between two and six players on every entry, and it's just you going more or less than the uh, projections set by prize picks. So you're not playing against the field. You're not playing against sharks. It's just prize picks projections. So for me, I see things like rebounds, blocks, steals. Uh, I'm like, listen, uh, Matisse Thibel is going to make two threes. I'm going more than seven and a half points for Matisse Thibel. I believe. Pick a couple others on the entry. Then, bang. A minute later, I've, I've submitted my picks. If you're feeling lucky, you can say, I'm going to get four for four right. But you can say three for four. You can say four out of five. You can go, you can, you know, you can win a whole bunch saying six for six. Make your entries quickly. And plus, right now, if you're new to the game, you can go to prizepicks.com slash LockdownNBA and use the code LockdownNBA and your first deposit match will be up to 100 bucks. They're matching you dollar for dollar on your first deposit up to $100. You only want to put 25 bucks in? Well, still go to prizepicks.com slash LockdownNBA. Use the code LockdownNBA. They'll match you for 25 bucks. Super easy to use. It's daily fantasy made easy. Check it out. prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. Still a pass first point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond. You're still listening to Locked On Blazers. Our latest edition of You'd Love to See It. Talking about things that you would love to see. Today's, today's edition is Jabari Walker scoring double digits. Jabari's had 12 in back-to-back games. 12 points in back-to-back games. He... In the loss against Utah, 12 points, 8 boards. In the loss to Cleveland, 12 points, had 2 steals, blocked a couple shots. Uh, I'm going to talk about Jabari's offense right now, but I will say this. I think for me, the biggest strides he's made is as a defensive player. Yeah, I think the defensive playmaking and 
him moving his feet and using his active hands and using his size and being physical and being competitive on defense is the biggest strides he's made because that's um, that's the space where he is can where he can his skills won't be an issue. He has the physical tools to be a good defensive player. For Jabari, it's recognizing the pattern so you're in the right spot and playing your butt off. He's mostly recognizing the pattern so he's in the right spot and he's playing his butt off. On the other side, like skill can get in the way, right? Like sh- shooting and touch and 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 the ability to get your own shot off the dribble and those things. Like that is it's not out of your control. That's not how that's not how it works. But it is harder to develop than just the like bringing it on defense. And he has been so active as a playmaker on defense. I've been really impressed with him as a defensive player. But what you'd love to see, what you'd love to see on Friday night, is Jabari Walker score in double figures in three straight games for the first time in his career. 12 in back-to-back games, has never had three straight games in double figures. Not a big surprise. Played in 56 games last year as a as a bit player. Probably 10 of those appearances were like at the end of blowouts. He really didn't play regular solid minutes until the until the tank for sure until the tank at the end. He got um he, you know, he won some cameo minutes for weeks at a time here in in January and February in the second half of the season, but um he never he never truly cemented himself with the spot. He's always a, you know, he's a second round rookie. He was trying to trying to get trying to get himself cemented in the rotation. Then he comes in here in year 2 and like they didn't make you know they didn't make moves to put anybody in front of him it was always going to be minutes for Jabari and all he's done is be solid as heck you know last year the thing he could do the one thing he could do in the NBA was rebound didn't really have another bankable skill but he could rebound and once the thing about like the fun part about watching guys grow is like okay he can do one thing well you know he's he's played 50 games in the league He's figured out the one thing he can do. Let's see if he can add another block to the foundation. And then if you can do one and a half things and then two things and then two and a half things and then three things, and all of a sudden you're a player. The rebounding and the defensive impact, those are two blocks. Like that's that's where you're starting to see a foundation of Jabari Walker turning into a long-term solid NBA contributor. The next step is offense. In his rookie season, he was a negative on offense. Like I, I don't, I don't even mean that in a mean way. I just mean it factually. He was bad on offense. Couldn't shoot. Couldn't dribble. Uh, his his decision making was like he he would see passes, and then by the time he would make that pass, it'd be too late, or he'd, um, you know, telegraph the 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 play, or he just you know he just um he was struggled right he struggled on offense. Period. Period. He just struggled. This year he's starting he's starting to figure it out. He's made multiple threes in back-to-back games. Um, he's got that little sort of like don't really get off the ground shuffling sidestep layup. He gets after it to get uh, offensive putbacks. Uh, if he can shoot and he can get himself in the mix on putbacks and he can score in double figures off the bench while providing the effort he does on defense and the effort he does crashing the glass and being a, a, a nuisance playing bigger than he is on on the on the defensive glass as well. He is a, you know, top eight rotation player, fifth starter pretty quickly, like in a hurry. Uh, I don't know that he's like a, like, I don't mean to project like Jabari Walker as like right now, like a starter on a good team. I'm not even sure he plays on on, on like the really competitive teams in the league, right? Um, He'd certainly be on the edge of the rotation if he did. 
But this Blazers season isn't about measuring up against the best teams in the league. It's about growing for the next iteration. And Jabari Walker, you're seeing him grow for the next iteration. So what you would love to see on Friday is those minutes against the Lakers bench, dominated by the energy, hustle, and suddenly reliable shooting stroke of Jabari Walker. He has scored in double figures three times in the first 11 games, including back-to-back. He scored in double figures seven times in 46 games all of last season. He's starting to figure it out. It's not, it's not going to be perfect with him, but I'm, I'm excited for him. You know, it's, it's, it's just it's little things with him. Shot under 50% from the field last year, shooting uh, you know, 48% from three, but it's 42% from 42% from, from, from the field last year. He's 40. He's now up to 48%, 56% on two pointers. He's making his free throws. Uh, he's shooting, you know, 35% from three on two attempts a game. It's not blowing you away. It's not crazy numbers. He still had some stinkers here and there. He's still work, working on it, but improving from two, improving from three, Improving at the three-point line, adding some defensive playmaking. The building blocks are there. You'd love to see Jabari Walker keep it going, scoring double figures for a third straight game for the first time in his career. That's going to do it for today's show. Lakers on Friday, uh, OKC Sunday. I will talk to you after both of those games. Uh, Portland is in the midst of the third worst start in their in the history of the franchise. Um 1971-1972, they had worse 11-game starts. This is the third-worst start in franchise history. If you are rocking with the show during the third-worst start in franchise history while Scoot Henderson is hurt and Amphrey Simon is hurt and Malcolm Brogdon is hurt, thank you. I earnestly and honestly mean it. Like, it. thank you. Thank you. Come back for more. We'll do five next week. Um, I've been slacking on interviews. I've just, I, I couldn't coordinate with a couple people and uh, it didn't work out. I'm going to get guests on the show. We're going to have fun. It's what we do. I I, re- I say it after at, at the end of every show, but I mean it. I appreciate you listening. And I'll talk to you soon.